All right, welcome to episode four of the Hardly Knowledgeable Podcast. Sorry, we took a little bit of a break uh, for the holidays, but we're back and we're here to preview the playoffs. So we're just going to talk about those two football games real quick, uh, Drew. Uh, Bryson's not here. We have his picks. So uh, we know what he thinks is going to happen. So let's go ahead and let's start off with the 1-4 game, Alabama and Cincinnati. Drew, what do you think is going to happen? Okay, I'm pulling up the spread and all that good stuff. Okay, so Alabama is 13.5-point favorites against Cincinnati. I think that this game could be a little bit closer than people, what everyone else might think. I think that Cincinnati's pretty good. They obviously haven't played the schedule that Alabama's played, and there's a reason, good reason why Alabama's favored by nearly two scores. But I think Cincinnati, they have two pro corners, they should be able to load up on Jamison Williams. If Alabama's run game continues to not be too great, as it has been most of the year, maybe Cincinnati's defense isn't <clears throat> quite as good as some of those in the SEC. Um, you know, I think Cincinnati can keep this game close, but if Jamison Williams does what he did against Georgia, then Cincinnati doesn't really have a chance. So I'm going to pick Alabama to win. But I'll pick them to win by one score, like 35 to 28, something like that. Yeah, I totally get where you're coming from there, Drew. Uh, Cincinnati definitely – I mean, they they really think they deserve to be there. And obviously the playoff committee thinks they deserve to be there too. I don't think Cincinnati is as good – as Alabama. Everybody, nobody thinks that. And obviously nobody thinks that because the line is 13 and a half. I do think that Cincinnati will keep it close for a quarter. After that, I think Alabama is going to pull away and win by three to four touchdowns. Um, I don't think it's going to be close. and I don't think it'll be a fun, fun game to watch. Uh, I just don't think Cincinnati's talented enough. Uh, the offensive line going against Alabama's defensive line is pretty scary. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. And you've got to get pressure. You've got to get pressure on Bryce Young using only four players. And I just don't think Cincinnati has has the four guys that can consistently get pressure on Bryce Young and not allow him uh, to beat them. So, yeah, therefore – I think, I think Cincinnati is going to have to blitz some. And I think with Mechie being out, that might work to some degree. But Bryce Young is just so freaking incredible. Like he – you know, if it was honestly like any other quarterback – I would maybe be like, oh, yeah, you could blitz him, you know, get pressure. But then he's just going to go out of the pocket, and he just plays so calm for a sophomore, and he's just – like, he's incredible. So I don't see – if it wasn't Bryce Young, I'd maybe maybe pick Cincinnati, but I'm, I can't. Yeah, I think, I think to beat Bryce Young, you've got to get pressure on him with the four players, with just a four-man rush. And I think, really, Georgia couldn't do that. Can Michigan do that? I don't know. So, yeah, I, I just I think Alabama's going to win, and I think it's not going to be very close. Now, I've got the official Bryson Ellis quote here. Let me pull it up just to tell you what he has chosen on the game. Alabama. All right, on to the uh, Michigan and Georgia game. Um, Michigan, Drew, you've got all the stuff here, so I'm just going to let you go first. Who you think's going to win, Michigan or Georgia? Georgia, but. It's close. I think that this game 
it's really interesting because both of these teams play really about the same way. Like they both really like to run the ball. They both have really good defenses. It's weird because I think Michigan has better, has a better running game than Georgia does. But I think Georgia outside of like the front four that Michigan has, Georgia just has a way better defense. Although they're both like a top, like they're both like two of the best defenses in the country. So I I think this game is decided by like a field goal either way, but I'll take, I'll take Georgia. I want to take Michigan, but I just, I don't know. I don't want to have my rooting against the SEC come and haunt me on a pick. I think, I guess I trust Georgia's quarterback a little bit more than Cade McNamara, but they're about, they're about the same. Georgia has so many, like, I think they have like maybe like nine, first two round picks on their defense, which is just crazy. Michigan doesn't really have that outside of Hutchinson and David Ajabo, their other uh, edge rusher. So I'll take Georgia, but I do think this game is really close. I agree with you on everything, but the outcome, I think it's going to be a a seven point game, you know, 17 to 10. And I think that Michigan's going to end up on top because the ability that Michigan has to get pressure on the quarterback is impressive. And I don't think Stetson Bennett's going to be able to handle the pressure. I have watched Cade McNamara and I've watched Stetson Bennett both play uh, this season uh, quite extensively. And I just think Cade McNamara is a better player. That's my opinion. Not a lot of people share that opinion, but I think he's a better player and Michigan's running game quite frankly is really, really impressive. Um, therefore I think Michigan's going to win and I think it'll be close. It'll be a really exciting game. It's going to be a smash mouth run right at your face power football game. And I love that. Um, so it's going to be a fun game to watch. Um, I think Michigan's coaching staff has done a great job this year. Jim Harbaugh taking his pay cut, Josh Gaddis improving his offense. I just think that it's been good and moving on from Don Brown, which is, you know, he's pretty good defensive coordinator. It's really hard to do. To, it's really hard to score points against Don Brown defense, but uh, I think Michigan's better off without him. So I think Michigan's going to win this time. Um, Georgia's going to be definitely motivated after they lost Alabama, and this was supposed to be their year. Uh, so I think I think it's going to be a great game. I think Michigan's going to win. Um, so now we're going to go to Bryson's pick. So Bryson's pick segment, here we go. Bryson's insight on the game. His direct quote is, Michigan. All right. There's your playoff games. Uh, there's our picks. Those games are on December 31st, which at the time of recording is tomorrow. Um, so go ahead, watch those New Year's Day or New Year's Six as well. We are going to now talk about the game that's on January 4th um, between the Kansas State Wildcats and the LSU Tigers. SEC one in four in bowl games right now, looking like their Tennessee's, my Tennessee volunteers are doing pretty good against the Purdue Boilermakers. But are you surprised by the SEC's performance in these bowls? And who's winning in the Tax Act Texas Bowl January 4th down there in Houston? So as far as the SEC's performance has been so far in the bowls, the only result that's really surprised me, like I guess I was surprised that South Carolina beat North Carolina today, but that's not too surprising because I think both teams have been pretty up and down all year. So it's kind of tough to gauge what was going to happen. I thought since North Carolina has like an NFL QB that they would win, but clearly I was wrong. Um, the only other result that really surprised me was Texas Tech just laying it to Mike Leach and Mississippi State in the Mike Leach Bowl. So 
I I thought Texas Tech can maybe win, but not by like thirty four to seven. Like that's pretty crazy. But other than that, like Florida losing wasn't all that surprising. Auburn at the plea to Auburn losing to Houston wasn't all that surprising. Um, is that all of them? Okay. So now for the – is it the Tax Act Texas Bowl? All right. So LSU is missing a lot of guys for this game. And as far as it goes for K-State, they have had no opt-outs. So they're good to go. Hopefully this game gets played. And kind of a boring analysis, but I'm just going to take K-State because they seem to have – they seem to just have – all their guys, and I think this game probably does mean a little bit more to K-State than it does to LSU. I don't know if their guys with their coach gone and all this, like, really – like, I'm sure they have players that care, but I think that this game, you know, to get to 8-5 and five for K-State after having your quarterback be out for a few games this year, I think it might mean a little bit more to K-State and to Chris Kleinman and these coaches and, you know, Colin Klein being the offensive coordinator for this game. If – both teams were fully healthy. I'd maybe lean LSU, but it'd be a close game. But I'll take K-State. All right. First of all, we're going to start off. I'm actually going to quote directly from Bryson Ellis right now. Uh, Bryson Ellis's pick is KSU. Too many opt-outs for LSU. That's what Bryson Ellis's pick is. Here's what I've got to say. We're going to call this the feline ball. The catch versus the Tigers. Willie the Wildcat versus whatever LSU's Tigers name is. Neck versus Wabash. Chris Kleiman versus interim head coach. K-State family versus Brian Kelly's family. Cats win by 10, all right? Cats win by 10. LSU doesn't want to be there, and we'll be lucky to have this game, being that LSU really doesn't want to play it. Chris Kleiman. I have breaking breaking news. LSU's mascot is named Mike the Tiger. Mike versus Willie. Willie. Willie wins. Chris Kleiman needs this win. It's going to be a big program builder. Regardless of what LSU status is, if you can say we have a win over LSU on the recruiting trail, that's pretty impressive, especially since Matt Campbell can't say we have a win over Clemson. Even though they're pretty together, he can't say that they have a win over Clemson. So I'm taking the Cats. I'm taking the Cats by 10. It's going to be a fun game to watch. The Texas Bowl always seems to be a very exciting matchup. So, go Cats, beat the Tigers, play the Wabash, not Neck. All right. Drew, do we have anything else that we want to cover this game or this podcast here? Um, nope, I don't really think I have anything. You know, hopefully some more points get scored in this Tennessee-Purdue game, so my over 65 will hit. It's 21 to 10 right now at the beginning of the second quarter, so <laughs> we're about halfway there. For those of you who don't know, Drew likes to bet on sports a lot, and it seems that every time he's bet the over, it hasn't hit. So No, that is not true. Whenever the over is ridiculously high and there are two offensive juggernauts playing, they seem to play a defensive battle. No, that um, is not true. When we went to KUK State, I bet the over 77 in the Wake Forest-North Carolina game, and you guys laughed at me. And then North Carolina won that game 58-55. The over 77 hit in the third quarter. But but other than that, yes, you're correct. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been it's been quite quite the season this season for Drew betting the over on life's football. Too short to bet the under. So, but yeah, life's too short to bet the under is what Drew says. So, all right, well, everybody, hope you had a great Christmas. 
Um, have a great New Year's Eve and great New Year's Day. Watch plenty of college football and then the NFL leading into week 17 here, week 16, week 17, the playoffs. So uh, we'll definitely come back at you previewing the uh, national championship game and the NFL playoffs. But other than that, thank you guys for listening to episode four of the Hardly Knowledgeable podcast. If you have any questions, go ahead and hit us up on Twitter at Hardly Knowledge. The link is in the Spotify description um, and we will do our best to answer them. All right. Thank you.